Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, yeah mate. Welcome um, to the, the the Tuesday tune in. All the the, the Evertrackers on the Tuesday tune in, you'll notice that we've replaced Dave. Um, yeah, I had enough of him and. Kev has now joined us um, to, to take over from Dave. So, um, <laughs> hi everyone, pleased to be with yeah. you all. Great stuff. Um, yeah, who we got on the live then? We got so we got Laura, of course. Laura Collins, she's always first. Jim, hey Jim, how you doing, mate? Good to see you. Sophie, Marky V, of course. Anthony Christian, second Tuesday tune in, mate. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, we got Dave Squire from Devon. Great stuff. Nice to see some people on. Um, well, yeah, today just to give everyone a an overview and, and and let everyone know who this is so this is kevin he's from brecon mountain rescue um he's he said yes to joining us he's, he's, he has been on a tuesday tuning before we did a little special in the office wasn't it kev you came down yeah um a couple of years ago now yeah God, you, make nice, ago. you make a nice coffee as well <laughs> yeah well great stuff. well i'm sure you got your coffee ready mine's mine's ready Ah, where, where, where mug? I, want, I want to see that <laughs> mug again. Has it got the, the goat on it or something? Mm. <laughs> was that a sheep? Um, yeah, we'll call it a goat. We'll call it a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Um, well, we've got Sital, we've got Bry, Afternoon Yetis, and Heroes. There we go. Been labeled a hero already, mate. Very well. So, uh, Kevin, <laughs> you're doing well. Um, Monica, great stuff, guys. Nice. No, it's, it's, it's really nice to have Kevin on. Obviously, we've, we've been working with. And supporting Breckham Mountain Rescue now for, for a couple of years. Um, it's a, a charity that means a lot a lot to us Yetis, um, obviously because of the location, but some personal stories as well. Um, and yeah, Kev, we we wanted to obviously bring you on to discuss <clears throat> obviously Breckham Mountain Rescue, some of the things you've been doing lately, um, obviously regarding the headquarters as well, which we'll go into, um, and also about our charity dunk, which we're doing on Friday. Can't wait. Uh, which is, is creeping up, it's creeping up now. Um, I think we're up to almost up to eight minutes. I think we're just about 20 pounds short of eight minutes. So, um, Jody, who is on the comments today, Jody, if you can post the link to donate, I want to put that in there today. And anyone that's on the live that does want to donate, 
a 20 pound away from eight minutes. So at the moment we're six minutes in the water and like magic, the comment appears. Um, if you do want to donate, this is for all for Breck and Matter Rescue and uh, we're almost at 800 pounds. So yeah, if anyone wants to donate, go for it. Uh, eight minutes is 800 pounds. I think if we get to a thousand, we've got to stay in there for 10 minutes. Um, and on that page there has the other targets. I think there's even a 15 minute target. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but Kev, you, you said there's going to be one of your team uh, at the event on Friday. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we like to support where we can and what, you know, on what people are doing for us. So one of our team is going to come along, uh, Steph Williams. Uh, he's been in the team now for quite a number of years, for about five, five, about five years. Yeah. Uh, his full-time job is a paramedic with the Welsh um, Armelin Service Trust. So nice. he's a very active lad. And uh, so he'll be there to support you. And uh, hopefully he won't need his skills as a paramedic <laughs> on the day. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully. Um, but it's good It's good to have someone of his experience there. But no, no, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't come to that, Kev, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's charity, right? And we're we're gonna we're gonna suffer for the cause. I think. Yeah, that's, that's it. Do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I take my heart to feel. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, mate. No, it's uh, well, 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 Rosie pulled us into it. Uh, we got Rosie, myself, Dave, Zach, and we're hoping Jody. But we'll 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 see. I'm still trying to tempt her. Uh, I know she's listening in, so um, yeah, maybe we can we can all say, "Come on, Jody." Uh, but no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so, Kev, yeah. Um, I thought we will start at the beginning, obviously with yourself, Breckham and Rescue. Can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your, obviously to anyone who hasn't seen you before on the live or doesn't know about Breckham and Rescue, like what the charity is, maybe your story, how long you've been there, that kind of thing? Yes, no problem. It, yeah. it, it is surprising to know we've been uh, providing this volunteer search and rescue service now for some 55 years, but there's still a lot of people yeah. out there that really don't know our, our role uh, yeah. the extent of work that we cover, um, who we work with, what other agencies we work with, and so forth, you know. Yeah. Um, our particular area covers uh, almost 700 square miles throughout um, wow. uh, mid-Wales. Yeah. Uh, the perception of a lot of people is that we spend a lot of time, which we do, going up and down Penavon. Um, yeah. That's correct, but our area covers throughout mid-Wales. Yeah, up yeah. as far as Welshpool, and um, it's not only mountains and remote locations that we provide our service for. We do yeah. all searches as well. Uh, we we got a specialist teams for searching in the wrong water. We search for people with uh, medical conditions, um, such as people living with dementia, and and for vulnerable, despondent persons as well. Yeah. Um, basically, we provide the service to get access to places that the other emergency service cannot access or evacuate from. So it's something for all walks of life to think about if, they, uh, if they're in a situation where uh, medical services are required. So, yeah. for example, on farmland, uh, that's one good example in Mid Wales, a yeah. lot, of, lot of farmland. And... The ambulance service not, may not be able to get access to the casualty on the farmland. Yeah. So this is where we come in. Similar with forestries, because um, the first um, first protocol if someone needs um, the medical assistant is to phone 999 and ask for an ambulance. 
um, without thinking, can we get an ambulance in this particular location? So Mountain Rescue is a, is a service that can access this. And we yeah. work con uh, in conjunction with the ambulance service and the other emergency services. So um, yes, yeah, so who, so we've been around for 55 years and we say we've got about 55 members. Awesome. And it actually costs us £55,000 a year for our operational costs. Um, it's, so, it's all volunteers, right? We're all unpaid volunteers from yeah. all walks of life, men and women, uh, which we give up our time uh, quite freely and quite happily to do so. Yeah. Um, and we respond to over 100 call-outs per year. We've actually responded 101 call-outs this year so far. Jeez. So yeah, so then, yeah, another another month, well, just under a month ago, right? That's um, right. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, and in in addition to this, obviously, we yeah. devote a lot of time to training and uh, fundraising, which we got to do ourselves as well, and our engagement with uh, local communities, especially schools, young persons, uh, yeah. DOV groups, and so forth. So we we'll do a lot of education on uh, safety work with the with. Um, local communities and on further afield really awesome mate well kev look i mean literally take my hat off to you um because i know you know you, you obviously volunteer a lot of your, your your own time um and i know like you said the other 54 members do as well and yeah. um, that was one of the reasons i mean obviously we're you know we're based in south wales but you know we spend a lot of time in, in the brecon beacons and the surrounding area i know a lot of the team uh, i know uh, rosie is obviously from far up near welshpool yeah um, you know so you cover a big area don't you and <clears throat> it's it's mad how big that area is and, and how many people are out in the mountains as much these oh, days it is, especially yeah. post-covid you know yeah it, 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 it certainly is you know yeah. and um it, you know especially when covid come in what what um the the extra demand we had of course with that a lot of people started doing a lot more outdoor activities such as mountain yeah. biking for example you know yeah. so um, mountain biking incidents were on the increase. We, we that was quite noticeable for us, especially around really? in, in mid Wales, um, yeah. and that was brought on, you know, since COVID come in. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I it's noticed, great Kev, people getting getting in the outdoors, enjoying leisure yeah. pursuits in the outdoors, because um, that's all where we we've come from, really. So um, yeah, we you know take our hats off to them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nice to see so many people out there and, you know, um, obviously out in the mountains and enjoying it. But, you know, things do happen, don't they? And uh, Dave, who's in, who's here as well from Marrakesh, um, another Yeti. Yeah, he's um, and congratulations. I think we can all anyone that's been on the Tuesday tuned in before. Dave uh, is in Morocco, Kevin. He just summited. Mount all Tuchel. right. Yeah. Um, so he uh, what was it? Uh, oh, eight minutes now. Oh, Anthony just donated. Anthony, you legend. Thanks very much, mate. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Here we go. We're up to 800 pounds. Great stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Um, yeah, and Dave um, went to Tubecal back in April and, uh, you know, was, was quite ill at the time. He had a lot of, uh, like, sinus issues and other stuff. And, yeah, he, he didn't make the summit. So he went back um, last week and, yeah, literally summited, I think, uh, day before yesterday. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, huge, fantastic, um, you know, achievement. Uh, with Zach as well, um, Jen, uh, my wife was over there as well, but she she suffered at the altitude quite a bit. She made it to the refuge, which is about three thousand two hundred meters. Yeah, um, uh, and a little bit higher. Um, she did try and go for it, but she was really struggling. Um, I think she had um, basically a little bit of hape 
which is um, high altitude pulmonary edema. It's basically yeah. it's fluid in the lungs, and um, yeah, she was suffering with that a bit, so we had to she had to get down. Um, but yeah, all speedy recovery to Jen because she's got a really bad cough. But huge congratulations to Dave. I know it. He's been it's been on his mind for six months, so you can imagine, Kev. He's yeah. got that kind of just he really wanted to do it. So yeah, I'm really happy for him. Um, obviously, uh, oh, yeah, Wednesday. it's brilliant. You know, it's nothing more than disappointing. You go out something like that, and something yeah. happens, and you can't do it, you know. Uh, yeah, and you basically you can't. And if anyone hasn't um experienced uh, altitude uh, yeah. sickness, you know, it's you know, it really takes it out of you. And so, to go, you know, to recover and go back, uh, I'm sure he's pleased with himself now. Brilliant, stuff. he is. Yeah, he'd be, he'd yeah. be smiling from ear to ear. I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> On the next next week, he'll be uh, he'll be very happy. I'm sure there's a beer involved somewhere. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might even be a slightly hungover today because he might have had a few celebrations last night. But I don't blame see. him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But no, th thanks for telling us about Breckenridge Rescue because it, you know, we know there's a lot of different things that you do, not just like you said, not just in the mountains. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the other areas, and I know you've had a lot of call outs recently to to people that you know, not necessarily fallen or slipped on the mountains but they're like you said vulnerable people that you know yeah. can go missing or wandering and um you know yeah like i said huge thanks for from all of us for for, for doing that kev um if there's any questions out there quite happy to answer them yeah Probably sure yeah not too difficult of course <laughs> <laughs> well i say going out to the community as well um do do throw some questions out because we were we're here for uh, just under an hour um, I know we, we we probably get some comments coming through, some questions. I know Bry's just coming in. So Bry, um, he's been to, to Everest Base Camp with us. Uh, he's going to Killy next year. Um, he was actually stuck. He arrived at Everest Base Camp the day we went into lockdown here in the UK. Um, so back in early 2020, and they closed right. the borders. So he was actually stuck in Nepal for in, in Kathmandu for 10 days. Um, he didn't mind because the hotel had plenty of beer. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Bry was happy, but uh, yeah, he's a big part of the community. And uh, what did you say? I take my hat off to all you members of the mountain rescue team, especially having to go out and put your own lives in danger to rescue people that go out unprepared, wearing unsuitable clothing and especially unsuitable footwear. It does happen, doesn't it? Um, I suppose it brings up a good point that sometimes people do go out to the mountain a little bit unprepared, don't they? Yes, uh, they certainly do. But um, I, I think it it is a perception of a lot of people that every yeah. uh, most people go out unprepared where we get a lot yeah. of people that are quite very well experienced and, yeah. and very well equipped for the conditions you know uh, and anything could happen to them yeah, so yeah. it's it's not all people that are, are okay. not not prepared um, I mean, the most common um, injury for mountain rescue um, on the on the hills is lower leg injuries, where you just can't wait better on on the leg, you know. So um, yeah. not not life threatening itself, yeah. but within the the environment that the incident took place, um, it could soon turn in, into a serious condition with hypothermia, etc. You know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a good point to cover. Though you know, the better prepared you are, that uh, you can reduce the risk substantially for yeah. some, you know, getting yourself into difficulty or, or any any of the party that you're with. So be prepared, and it'll certainly help you on your way. Exactly, mate. Exactly, because yeah. you're right. It, it can happen to anyone, can't it? I mean, I oh, it certainly can. You know, yeah, I remember probably about when was it September. 
So in August, I was literally walking the dog next to a river and I, I rolled my ankle. And, you know, I've got to be honest, I, I think I strained some of my ligaments because I heard I heard a pop. And, yeah. and you know, you, you go down like a sack of spuds and you're like, oh, you feel the worst. Luckily, there was no major damage, but it can happen anytime, anywhere. And, you know, I, I count myself as having a lot of experience, <laughs> but it can happen to anyone, can't it? Well, you know, certainly can. It, it just needs a little trip or spill or something. And if yeah. you can't walk, you're, you're stuck there. And yeah. um, while, whilst you're keeping warm walking, as you know, as soon as you stop and sit down, yeah. um, the cold comes in. And if you haven't got that extra layers to put on, um, yeah. help yourself, you could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three, them, three, three points um, we, we always try to put over is that yeah. have you got the right equipment? Yeah. Have you checked the weather forecast? And are you confident of what you're intending doing? And nice. those three boxes need to be ticked. Yeah. Uh, and we all also point people now to Adventure Smart, uh, which is a great yeah. website for uh, all outdoor activities. So, Anybody listening out there, have a look at Adventure Smart. There's a lot yeah. of great information on, out there to reduce the risk of things going wrong in, in the outdoor environment with a, a huge range of activities. Yeah, I'll check that out. I haven't heard of that before. Adventure yeah, Adventure Smart. I, I've written it down, written it down yeah. so I can, I can check it out. But, yeah, thanks for sharing that as well because you, you touched on another good point, and uh, I'm sure we'll find out on Friday, is the cold. Oh um, yes, yeah. <laughs> which I wanted to, to touch on because I, obviously the last week and a half, kind of two weeks, you certainly feel it more now. I can we're, we're obviously going into winter, and oh here we go. Jody's put the uh, the link to Adventure Smart on the, the comments there, guys. If anyone wants to have a little look, um, but yeah, Kev, with 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 the cold weather and managing the cold weather, I mean, a lot of people on here obviously are going to cold mountainous regions around the world. Um, you know, some of them in the Himalayas, some in South America. Some of them like Kili in Africa or even Tukal in winter. Is there any any advice or, you know, because I know you've touched on some small bits there. Any bits that you'd say with regards to, to, to cold weather and how you'd manage your body in cold weather on the mountains? Um, generally speaking, uh, you know, there's a saying, yeah. uh, tra travel like cold night. You know, so <laughs> so a lot of uh, you, you get a difference of, pe uh, of of people you know who wish to travel, like which is yeah. fine. But uh, if you do get caught out, I mean, obviously um, layers are, are better than one, uh, one you know one or two thick items of clothing. So yeah. um, it's 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 looking what's what's suitable. So you know a good base layer and some yeah. layers to put on. Um, it depends on what the weather conditions are like when you're starting. It's always good to start a little bit cooler, um, yep, rather yep. than putting all all your gear on and you you, you start walking and you you're building up. You you're quite active and you start sweating and all this. And uh, a good point actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, try to be sensible. So you can start a little bit cooler, um, mm -hmm. as long as you've got other warm equipment and and certainly waterproof equipment. Uh, yeah. To put on over you, should you get cold, or you know, um, nice. I think once you start doing a bit of trekking and, and walking, um, you you will have everybody will will experience being caught out at some time or other, and yeah. um, I think you've got to learn by your mistakes. You know, if you've been caught out and it's got a bit cold and you've got nothing to put on, um, yeah, it's a lot of people walking 
in quite cold conditions with just the shorts on and uh uh, like I'm sure that they could, yeah, they could come unstuck really, uh, like yeah. that. If, if something happens, you know, and, and it could, uh, from what's going out for an enjoyable day, could soon turn out to be a tragedy, you know, and uh, that's something that yeah. we don't want. Um, exactly, exactly. The more, the more people prepared, I, yeah. I think, or hopefully, well, we don't, um, we, don't <laughs> we don't judge people, you know, what, yeah. what they're doing. It's the mountains are there, uh, they're there for people to enjoy. Um, all we promote is is that you know, take a bit of common sense and uh, take a bit of advice and be adequately prepared. Because yeah. what we know in the UK is that um, in the middle of summer, we, we, we've had people with hypothermia in the middle of summer. You know, really? so yeah, yeah. Cold, winter, uh, cold condition come, comes in um, all, all year round, really. So uh, you've yeah. just got to be prepared for them. I think what um, you said earlier about the three big things as well is that, you know, have the confidence to, to, to go out there um, yeah you know, if you've, you've got to tick that box and sometimes yeah having the right things in your bag you know if you've got like you said waterproofs and you, you've got that in there then you know then if you you know instead of getting drenched you know in in, in summer it's maybe not too bad but you know, like you said you can still get cold if you're wet and there's a bit of wind as soon yeah. as that wind hits you and you're wet your, your temperature is going to drop isn't it so you've got to you've got to have something to, to, to kind of get out there um you know, get out of the bag and put it on if you haven't, if you're not already wearing it. Um, of course. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, any little bit of kit like that, they're going to be a lifesaver, you yeah, know. And uh, uh, can, I, can I, there was one question that, that popped up. Somebody asked about our team buffs. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Buffs. Um, and the good news is we've got an online shop now. Nice. So okay. you can check it out on our online shop, and yeah, uh, there's lots of uh, team supporter merchandise there. Uh, if you look at www.breckenmrt.co.uk forward slash shop, yeah, forward slash, you will um, come into our um, online shop. Awesome. And they'll okay, be Julie, delivered Julie, you put, the, you put the link on there. <laughs> yeah nice oh yeah thanks for that yeah no great stuff you can get because i've seen your buffs they're really they're, they're quite nice looking as well yeah um, we've got choice of two colors we've got hats we've got beanie hats we've got bobble hats we've got cool cups t-shirts you know ones nice. we got the mugs and flasks and quite quite a little bit of choice especially now christmas coming coming up uh some good gifts there for the family so there we go. Check yeah. them out. you're merged up get merged up with wreck and rescue gear yeah <laughs> great stuff. oh that's brilliant yeah yeah there we go uh jody's put the link up there thanks jode um yeah she's a legend um just look at <laughs> just look at what bry's saying there common sense that's me <laughs> brilliant brilliant no it is it's um you know obviously being out this time of year getting out of the mountains i know it's like for me this is my favorite time of year now the cold you know it's yeah you know you, you might get some snow some wind but Chatting to, um, I was chatting to Dave, Jen, uh, yesterday uh, in Mount Tupacal, and Dave was saying um, they had quite bad wind, uh, as in not not Dave, uh, <laughs> and not the accommodation <laughs> on the mountain now. Um, yeah. uh, they had uh, like 60 miles an hour winds uh, on the way up to Mount Tupacal, um, and about half the t half the groups up there actually had to turn around, which was which was nuts. But the boys, fair dues to them, that they, they cracked on. And they did say, like, the, the one thing that really made a difference was they'd had a lot of kind of experience in similar conditions. Um, 
I think, you know, because a few people fell over. There was some, unfortunately, not part of our group, but they seen some um, people slip and hit their head out there. Yeah. Um, some bad injuries, which can happen anywhere. But because they had the experience of how to manage that situation, uh, it certainly put them in a better position to, to go for the summit instead of turning around. Yeah. Um, and and I, I say this to the community because, you know, there's no... If you're preparing for a, a high altitude trek in the mountains, you know, getting out there, pack on your back, getting the experience is so important in, in my opinion, you know, getting out there and just spending the time in the mountains to, to get comfortable in certain situations, get comfortable with your gear in terms of knowing how many layers to wear, what to put on, what to wear and, and or what not to wear, you know, if, if, you're, if you're running too hot. Um, but just having that time can make a difference and i think dave said that he said because he'd experienced certain conditions it wasn't it was hard he said it was actually harder than when he did killy um, yeah. so on summit night in killy brutal um the last time we were there which was february 2020 um myself and dave and the summit night was like 50 miles an hour wind it's cold so you can imagine it doesn't matter what you're wearing you're still feeling cold yeah yeah you know we had down jacket you had a i had a, a gore-tex jacket on top of my down jacket which i never do um and it was that cold and he said it was worse than that so you know yeah definitely experience yeah in in those conditions and getting out there not say to purposely put yourself in danger but oh. just getting out there and experiencing those mixed conditions can prepare you for it yeah um you know well i i think before you go there all the training yeah. it starts in this country before you do anything like that so you start yeah. your training and uh and you you build up from there you know and yeah. um I think it will be a great advent, uh, advantage to people, you know, to have some proper training as well with, with yeah. sort of navigational skills as well, you know, so they, they're better equipped. It's good fun yeah. learning as well, but there's so many, uh, probably a lot of people now that just go out for the day, just rely on other people, yeah. um, follow other people and look for, um, you know, um, good established tracks but even then things can go wrong you know so if yeah. you can build into this training not only the fitness side of it on what equipment to wear but, yeah. but how to look after yourself should things go wrong you know uh, we all use you now which are really great technology mobile phones with all mapping on um, yeah. but things can go wrong and um, you know you it could be a end up being a lifesaver revert into a map and compass to navigate your way off a mountain or something, you know? Yeah, so all these skills point. are there. And there's there's plenty of opportunities for courses going around you. And a lot of people there that will help people, you know? So um, we always try to promote and tell people, you know, try to yeah. adapt and learn these skills. And it's an, ongo it's an ongoing uh, learning uh, skill that needs to be practiced. Um, we do this all the yeah. time with our team, without training, you know. We yeah, keep yeah. going over skills and skills on a rolling basis so that we keep ahead of the situation, you know. It's no good getting uh, passing a, a qualification one minute and uh, not going back there and practicing yeah. the skills again. So, exactly. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I agree with that. Again, you go back to time, you know, re 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 repetition. I know you guys, like you said, you spend a lot of time, you know, obviously you're out in the mountains doing the, the, the call outs, but you spend a lot of time in the training, don't you? You're always doing training. You're always preparing. Yeah. You know, and then that, that makes you ready then for when it, it does happen. 
you know? it does yeah yeah so um, yeah it's, it's really essential you know on uh yeah on on you know just locally you know if you've got a few mates and you, you're going to do these tracks get out together with someone experienced so that they can yeah. uh and just practice these skills you know and you yeah. become more confident on at least if you 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 know your level of of competence you know so you, you know you know how far you should be pushing yourself um uh, with, with the knowledge you got with the level you reached so i think um it could and bry's a good point there as well around <clears throat> you know knowing basic map reading basic first aid it, it it is really important it does give you more confidence again you go back to those three things you know you be confident what you're going into and it is once you have that confidence then you you can and you can navigate confidently you can make better yeah. decisions in the moment oh, yeah. yeah um and those decisions aren't you're not you're not worrying about them or, or question yourself you're like no no that that is where we're going you know and yeah and, and we're going to be safe yeah. um that terrain is, is useful i got the right gear with me um you know and it, and it just gives you so much more of an enjoyable time in um uh, you know when you when you're out there in the mountains it's, um, it's certainly yeah I mean, yeah, it's definitely. it's it's such a such a frightening experience um, to be on the hill there, uh, yeah. bad conditions, and you find yourself lost or disorientated. Um, I would say yeah, just definitely. just to mention something, Andy, with technology now. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Um, because it it does play a, a great part and a big part in mountain rescue now, uh, especially mobile phones. Um, yeah, like I mentioned. People shouldn't rely on them, but if you've got a mobile phone, a couple of tips. Um, yep. Obviously, get a full charge battery. Um, avoid taking too many uh, photographs if you're out there with a group. Keep at least one phone there for emergencies. And yep. make sure that your location button on the phone is switched on at any time. Um, we've got some software that we can actually locate people that may be lost or disorientated or injured through their mobile phones nice um, um so i would say around about 95 percent of the time this will work yeah and um so it's it's a great um life-saving bit of technology so yeah. rather than if somebody is lost rather than us going searching for six eight hours if we don't know where they are because yeah. sometimes we we still get phone calls from someone saying i'm lost on there somewhere in the brecon beacons you know which wow is a area i was you gonna say that's uh they may have parked the car so uh it's a process uh, of elimination then trying to locate their car and where they may have gone you know and you know if if, if there's poor poor visibility they can't see what's around them yeah. But um, we can locate people now via their mobile phones uh, quite a lot of time, about 90, 95%. Nice. Makes it so much easier, doesn't it? And, yeah. Um, if you... and just, just for information, if you people yeah. do need mountain rescue, uh, they need to dial 999. They yeah. ask for the police, and then they ask for mountain rescue. Right, okay. And either ourselves or the police will send them uh, a link and they will be asked to click on the link. And <clears throat> excuse me, if that's done, we can normally know where they are, <clears throat> and that will save hours of searching, so we can go yeah. straight to them. Well, I said time is everything, isn't it? You know, yeah. sometimes you you haven't got long to 
to save people. Um, so yeah, hundred percent. If if that works, I know there's um, a couple of other things being brought up there. Because Kevin, I know we've we've talked about this before. What what three words do you? What, what's your kind of opinion on that? Is it is it still still worth using? I know it's still a tool. Obviously, it, it, it can be it, a little bit off. It can be like different place in the world, right? Yeah. Be... It it's still a tool. Yeah. It's becoming more popular, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's all right. Our our preferred um our preferred method would be would be to use as someone as Paul has put there OS locate. Okay. Ordnance survey locate, which is a free app. Excuse me. Yeah. That's all right, mate. We'll um, we'll give you a six-figure grid reference. Right. Okay. With what three words? Obviously, it gives you the three words. The yeah. danger is <clears throat> if you misspell any of those words, or the person that you give in those three words to and misspell them, um, we could be the other side of the world. Yeah. So okay. what three words is? Uh, a very useful tool and a yep. lot of agencies do use it but in general i would say we would prefer to be given an os grid reference okay grid simple app, yeah. simple to use and less likely to make any mistakes okay yeah <clears throat> i know we, we we've chat about it before and i know a couple of us the team chat about what three words because it's very popular at the moment but i know yeah. that the um the os locate is because I use the, the the OS maps a lot, especially the digital version, um, and their app, yeah. which is awesome. Um, I actually I use OS. I also use uh, All Trails, which is pretty good. Um, Fat Maps, but I got to be honest, the OS Locate is, is is something I've used before. It's very very good. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it's yeah. I think Justin's there. Hey, Justin, how you doing? Haven't heard from you for a while, but uh, hope life is good. Um, Justin made uh, every space camp. When was it, Justin? Was it? I think it was last year. Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was 2020, wasn't it? Just before COVID. It's been a while. Um, what was it? I was on an organised trek in Snowdonia and hit by a whiteout. Um, yeah, and and the mountain leader was relying on the phone. It's it is hard, isn't it? Because you, you know, any any guided walk, they should be using both. You know, they can use whatever they think they should use, but I think yeah. it's good to have the physical map and compass if you're guiding personally yeah. Um, yeah you know the digital stuff is great i mean i use it a lot when i'm on my own you know my mountains in the mountains and you know but i, I do carry map and compass with me yeah um, i think it's it's important but yeah so sorry to hear about that justin and um yeah it's it's hard when, when like you said if it's really cold and or you've got no signal you're screwed really you know you yeah. unless you know your way down hopefully well yeah. obviously justin's got down um but yeah, it, like it's, it's so well, easy, you know. Uh, digital mapping is is a is the thing now, and we all yeah. use it. Uh, and, yeah. and it's great. It's simple, and you know, you've got it in your hand as opposed to a map. Uh, yeah. But things can go wrong. Uh, and one of the simpler things is is the battery going down, you yeah. know. So uh, another piece of good <laughs> equipment is um, just take a, a mobile charger with you, which you can yeah, just power bank, yeah, a, a power pack, and plug in, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's good. Good shout. You know, we use them a lot on treks. Um, yeah, I know Dave literally talks about them on every live. Um, yeah, <laughs> we do uh, Tuesday tune in bingo, Kev, and um, yeah, usually it's anchor power banks or yeah. Mendel Bhutans because we always talk about boots. I have to get that out there. Um, uh, and, and and Dave injuring his knee because that was been a topic over the last twelve months. <laughs> but he's um 
and you go back actually you remember earlier on you said about mountain bike accidents yeah um i know dave it was quite interesting because i wasn't with dave when he injured his knee but i don't remember him saying he, he should have called you guys really in the situation he was in but he his mind and i think it's important to bring up he felt too proud to call you guys yeah you know yeah. whereas he should have really just called you right like and anyone out there who happens to don't feel so proud if you need no. help you need help no you know? That's right. We'd rather be called in the first instance, you know, yeah. and it's better for the casualty as well. Run, leave yeah. it go. I think a lot of people feel that way, or we don't want to bother them, or, or I'm yeah. experienced, I, you know. Um, yeah. But it, it's always it, it's always good to call. You know, there's yeah. so many people. You can have a, um, I know quite a number of people have a, a just a small, um, a small spill, a pain in in the lower foot, and haven't called us and my you know just just try to walk off themselves which they did yeah. but um upon going to hospital and having an x-ray they'd see they got a fracture there you know oh, geez, yeah, yeah. it was going to take a longer to heal you know if they yeah. had you know because they they could have walked a couple of miles on it you know yeah. the struggle so um yeah you've got to bear these things in mind you know you you could be doing a lot more damage by yeah. trying to get yourself off um circumstances may be there whereas you've got a bit of an injury on uh um you know because mountain rescue whilst we can respond straight away we still could be a couple of hours from you you know so yeah. the situation is that you may have to try to self uh, save yourself but generally speaking if you get something you can't wait there on mm -hmm. you give us a call um yeah. we can always we can always get stood down if we're not needed but yeah it's good, don't good waste advice, time, you know yeah yeah great stuff kev um well look, i know we, we've, we've talked about a lot of physical stuff there you know what happens in the mountains and things but just to go back to the the, the charity because i know that um yeah obviously this year has been a biggie uh you had the the big target to raise money to yeah. the new headquarters right at uh, up in up in just outside brecon yeah um, and then i know that you recently achieved your your target you set on the beginning which was awesome right yeah um but you, we still want more. <laughs> I know yeah. we, we've obviously chat about costs and things, and yeah, know. I mean just just to explain the situation for yeah. people that, that that's online. Yeah, um, we've got a, a mountain rescue team base in Fulbrecht Estate on in Brecon, yeah. um, which we built back in 1991, and basically at that time uh, it was fit for purpose <clears throat> because we was having about. 20 call outs a year we had two yeah. vehicles and we had about 20 members and now if you move forward or over the years um we've now got over 100 call outs a year uh, we've got four vehicles which we can't store in there um yeah. we've had to increase our voluntary uh, volunteers up to five, about 55 to 60 people yeah. and um, our our base now is no longer fit for purpose you know we can't store our vehicles we can't get all our members in which is critical for training yeah. um we are we got inadequate uh drying rooms inadequate storage for all we got a lot of equipment as you can imagine yeah yeah um we've had to buy mm -hmm. um, you know steel containers to put put stuff in so basically it's, it's um we recognize this quite a number of years ago that we had to start saving for a new for a new headquarters uh which we did we saved a lot of money we put that into yeah. it and about 18 months ago we had the official 
um, cost him for it was 1.1 million pounds. So that was our target. And that's the information we give to all the grant applications that we were applying for and to the general public and supporters. And fortunately, we was able to say about a month ago that we reached that target. Now, we want to be transparent with this. We didn't want to go back and say it was going to cost us more. But actually, um, the reality is it's going to cost us more because especially since COVID came in, building materials have gone through the roof. And now instead of costing 1.1 million, uh, it certainly looks as if it's going to cost us 1.2 million. So we're still sort of funding for it. But the good news is we have got enough to start the new base and we're in a position where we're waiting for tenders to come in. And fingers crossed, we we should be starting on the new base in around about March next year. But uh, we still need the money to top that up. So, Well, it's fantastic news and I'm super happy for you guys. And having a... Having a HQ that's super, like you said, fit for purpose. <clears throat> you know, you got space for the vehicle, space for training, space. You know, I, obviously, I've been to visit you guys and seen. You know, to me, I, I still love your existing headquarters, but I can imagine. Yeah. You know, it, and you show me the new designs. It, it obviously, was it going to be? You're going to have two two floors. You're going to. Yes. It's huge. It looks awesome. Yeah, we're going to extend out uh, to where we are. Obviously, the, yeah. the current uh, premises is, is going to be demolished. We're going to extend yeah. out. Um, we're going to have uh, um, w- one story above it as well. Uh, there's two two real key things about it. One, yeah. the essential thing, it will allow us to provide our voluntary unpaid service towards the next 30 to 50 years. You know, yeah. so we need this base. But the other key thing is we're able to we're able to accommodate more people, members of the public, and our communities into our, our base. We get a lot of uh, local visitors there especially yeah. groups, um, on school groups, DOB groups, um, you, um, youth groups, coming from away as well. So we, we can enhance our uh, community engagement with a new, new facility as well, you know. Um, yeah, that's all nice. part of our education program. Um, so it's all good stuff, really. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Yeah, because that was going to be one of my questions, like what, <laughs> what difference would it make? But I suppose then it will mean that, like you said, it future-proofs the, the charity, you know? Yeah um you know meaning that you know like you said the next 30 to 50 years you'll still be able to operate effectively yeah that's um, that's which, right yeah which is the biggie and i suppose will, will it will it mean that you'll be able to get any more volunteers or you you kind of comfortable with the numbers you've got now or is is that is that kind of the, the level that's required for the size area yeah we we sort of estimated a number of years ago now that yeah. um mountain rescue call-ups throughout the uk are on the increase so yeah. the more they go on the increase, the more resources you need. Uh, so the more volunteers you need. So like I said, we've increased from what was <clears throat> around about 20 to 55 to 60 we got now. And yeah, we yeah. thought we may have to go to about 70 or 75 in a not in a very near future. Nice. So we have got enough as, as it is now. And we've actually got a waiting list as well for people wanting to join the team as well. So oh, that's good, isn't it? A waiting yeah. list, happy days. That's uh, yeah. God, yeah. That's, that's, that's so good. You've got to, because <clears throat> I, mean, I, I bet it's really, it is really popular, isn't it? People, you know, wanting to get involved with Breckenman Rescue. If they're a mountain guide or they've got like medical training, like you said, um, uh, yeah, about the, the person coming on Friday, who's a paramedic, 
you know, any medical background or background search and recovery is huge, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. We got a we got a mixed bag, you know. You know, obviously yeah. we've got a lot of professional people in, in, in the team. Yeah. Um for on the medical side from doctors to paramedics. You know, we got professional people working in in the outdoor uh, industry as well. But yeah. outside that, we we got um, we we got the farmers, we got the painters, and uh, yeah. you know, local government workers. Um, so it's a it's a big mix of people. <clears throat> Unlike nice. anything like this, the key thing, regardless of what your background is, um, you need to be a team player because um, we've had success as a team because yeah. everybody. Um, works together as a team which is it's essential for us to be effective and efficient yeah yeah definitely mate um well great stuff well look i mean with with the obviously the the upcoming just to go on to the charity dunk of this friday um just a reminder to everyone as well yeah i think we're over uh i think we're over eight minutes now which is fantastic so yeah 800 pound is 10 minutes sorry I, i've been i've been corrected so if we get 800 pound is 10 minutes a thousand pound is 15 minutes Ooh, 15 minutes would be definitely be all crazy. right Ooh, we need to need to build a, a nice little hot fire to warm us up for that um but yeah if anyone does want to donate there's the link again um yeah just if uh, anyone on the live or anyone is watching it non-live because we do put this up um on youtube so anyone that's watching this on youtube or anyone that's listening on the podcast um i'll put the link in the the show notes as well um just a couple of questions we've had uh <laughs> sorry well, one question from dave do i still need to get in the water um yes dave you do uh <laughs> i know uh, as you can tell dave loves cold water he, to be fair to him i think he's got it i think i think he can do it he's a he's he's, he's a yeti i know um, <laughs> our, our environment's the mountains but water will be fine yeah um it'll be fine right so we got a question from george steedman hey george um this is we've had some questions before this um kev because we, right. we get some by email um so i think george uh, followed this one um early question could you confirm the ideal day pack by um okay so we're basically asking about um size day packs for the trek so i'll, I'll jump in on this one kev yeah um, yeah you carry on and... with with the equipment george yeah so if you're doing like i say everest base camp killy anything between sort of like 25 to 40 liters is is enough you don't really want to go any higher than that. I mean, you can do it. We, we've had people who've had, you know, 60 litre bags, but I think it's a bit overkill for the types of tracks that we do. Um, you know, you obviously got your Osprey, uh, Deuter. You've got lots of really good makes out there. Um, but yeah, anything between 25 to 40 is ideal. Um, just to answer that one. Um, Ray has asked um, about, it's to do with winter training, actually. Um, do I need to buy special boots that are compatible for crampons? For winter training in January, yeah, I mean, Kev, obviously, just lean on on your advice here. Obviously, I, I just to yeah, yeah. get you involved as well. Um, obviously, with with boots, certain boots are compatible with certain crampons, right? Um, yeah. B one, B one, B two, etc. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's to the extent that you want to use. Obviously, as a team, we always carry crampons out there, or yeah. in one shape or form. Um, but if you're doing anything serious and you you need to get the right boot for uh, yeah. you know so that crampons can uh, can fit and all this advice you can get go to any good in, indoor shop yeah. and, and they, they'll be able to advise on, on on these on the type of boot you want with with crampons you know um yeah. 
if you haven't got these and you, you're not going to the extreme, you can all, always get these in inset uh, crampons that can fit a normal sort of boot, yeah. uh, which are more small, compact, uh, and can suit the purpose for for the type of thing. But you know, um, anything serious with, with crampons, you know, you, you may be talking about a winter boot uh, that yeah. is more suitable for them. You know. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I think certainly I tend, yeah, I've, I've, people tend to get, you know, yeah. if they're really enthused, they, they're going to they're going to have a winter boot in addition to their normal sort of yeah. trekking boot as well, you know. So um, yeah, and, and thinking about the types of boots because um, I think yeah, Ray is on the we got winter training in Scotland, uh, which I'll be on. Really excited for that. Um, uh, yeah, Jody, if you could put the winter skills link on here as well um yeah drop that in the comments just if anyone wants to we've got a couple of spaces but i'll be on there um i think zach is also joining us as well um i think we've got two spaces left so if anyone does want to book in definitely get yourself booked in on that um with the and and, and steve who's our who's our uh, mountain guide uh, who will be there we'll, we'll be talking all about crampons all about the use of uh, in in winter conditions over the days we'll be doing so definitely honestly be a great weekend really excited for that um and then we can go into that in more depth but yeah ray i hope that helps a little bit as well um yeah great stuff well look kev i mean just to kind of finish off really because it obviously it's been really been really interesting hearing obviously about brecken mountain rescue you know we will certainly well, we love working with you guys um we love supporting you and um obviously i'm in the mountains a lot i know a lot of the team are uh, we do our training weekends in brecken beacons and, and the sporting area and you know, it means a lot to us to support you guys. And, um, you know, just to let all the Evertrekkers know as well, anyone that does book with us, um, a small part of that booking, we, we do donate to Brecken Mountain Rescue um, uh, just because we, we at the end of the year, uh, as our charity of the year, we, we like to donate a certain amount of money um, to Brecken Mountain Rescue. So, yeah, just another another thing if you're, if, you're, if you're obviously booking a trip with us. I know a lot of people on here are already booked on a trip. And so just by booking a trip, guys, you're helping Brecken Mountain Rescue. So. Um, which is is fantastic, um, but yeah, Kev. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mate, it's been been lovely having you on. Um, any any final thoughts from you? I know Dave usually has the final thoughts. I thought I'd throw it over to you, Kev, about the mountains, about Brecon, about the the charity dunk on Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, well, first of all, b before we go off. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go offline. Thank you, Andy, and all at Evertrek. Yeah. You know, for your your wonderful support that you've given us. You know, um, it's been a couple of years now, and uh, you're always there. You're always striving to support us, uh, and it's great. And it's you know, obviously, uh, we need this external support financially, yeah. otherwise, because you can't raise all the money ourselves. But yeah. in addition to that, you know, whilst money is important, um, it's really important that we get a community on our side and feel a part of us. And that's something that Evertrek have always done. You know, so it's nice that. Nice to have you as a as a partner, regardless yeah. of any fundraising that we do in. Um, Thanks, secondly, no <clears throat> I like to thank all all the people that have donated so far for the plunge on the ninth. Um, yeah. Very much appreciated. Uh, anybody else uh, would like to donate? I'm sure we would be on. Andy would be very pleased to receive yeah. some more. Um, so thank you all for your support in any way that you may have given it. Um, yeah. And it's been a pleasure to be on you. Um, um, I think that covers it. Did, did you ask? Yeah, me yeah. The questions. Yeah, awesome. uh, <laughs> I, I, I take it you, you sound like you're organised. You've got notes there, Kev. That's good. That's no, no. Dave. 
I had a, did have, I did have a couple of notes, and he, uh, there's no uh, questions on them, so I am referred to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, it's brilliant. Well, look, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on, and yeah, um, we're excited. I know, I'm sure they'll we'll get up to eight minutes uh, on on Friday. Um, but yeah, like you said, anyone that can donate, it does help. Yeah. Wreck them out of rescue. It will support the headquarters. That will make a difference in. in oh, that's brilliant. And, yeah. Uh, and you know it'll make a difference to, to people's lives at the end of the day and that's oh, you know we're all in the mountains everyone on here is, is into the mountains obviously um yeah. and and not only that but the surrounding areas and um there's a huge uh, big big 10 from from all of us to you kev um i think i'll speak on behalf of the community like um you know we do take our hat off to to everything that you do and the time you give because i know time is so precious these days and um, yeah, thank you so much for, yeah. uh, for being involved. I'll give my regards uh, to all the team and uh, thanks everyone. Um, yep. Should you want any more information, obviously we've got a website, breckenmrt.co.uk, uh, and uh, any information is on there, including our online shop. So um, happy Christmas shopping if you want to have a look at the <laughs> online shop again. Uh, pleasure to speak to you and uh, everybody yeah. keep safe. Great stuff. Yeah, it's all about Christmas, Kev. If I don't yeah. see you before Christmas, have an awesome time and a Merry Christmas. Um, you. I'm sure you have some mince pies and maybe a sneaky beer, mate. We'll see what happens. Oh, uh, I guess but... I will, yeah. <laughs> we, we've, yeah actually, we've actually got our team uh, Christmas due this uh, Friday. So, uh, yeah. So, all right. Friday, well, Friday try not to any, anything crazy uh, then. You can have a quiet night. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, I'll pre-warn everyone in Wales then, just to watch out for Breckham Mountain Rescue. They'll be um, they'll be having a few beers on Friday night, so uh, yeah. <laughs> watch out for them on Saturday. No, no. Yeah. But uh, thanks very much, Kev, and I will. Uh, I'll chat to you soon, mate. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. No worries. Bye, guys. Bye, see you next week. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm not